All right, so Mastodon, yeah? Yeah. Two stories kind of happened within days of each other. First one saying they're all skin and they're all on the doll. <laughs> like, literally that. They're all taking unemployment. Mastodon. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome to the Temple of Bleh podcast, episode 10. Uh, it's, it's a fucking weekly metal news roundup and other shit. I'm Jim, and with me as always is my co-host. Good right, man. I'm all right, man. I built my squat rack, didn't I? I know, you did, mate. It fucking looks good. It's good. Yeah, look at some planks. It's looking good, mate. It's looking good. It's um, not fallen over yet, which is nice. No. Additionally. Yeah, on it, then. Uh, <laughs> no. I haven't done a proper stress test yet because I've got my my pair of twenty five kilo weights, yeah. but I've not got anything else. Yeah, you were saying just hang some bricks off of it on chains and shit. Yeah, I might do something like that. Literally, just like throw as much weight in it as possible, just to make sure it's it's working properly. You should do that. It's like embedded in concrete in the ground, so yeah, it should be right. That's, not, that's what you meant to do with them, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> it's DIY strop, strop racks, squat racks, fucking strop rack. You mean strop rack, mate? What happens on a strop rack? I don't know. You just you just go and have a paddy or something like that, don't you? <laughs> you have a paddy and you hold onto it for support when you really need to shake yourself to be like, ah, I don't like what's happening, so I'm having a strop on the strop rack. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to then? Apart from ogling at my fucking squat rack, um, ogling at your squat rack, I came. Oh, you'll you'll like this. I was gonna I was gonna save it to the end, but I think this is a I think this is a good <laughs> starter. Um, I came I came back into my uh, my house where I live with other people, and um, I'd come in with my arms full of chicken and pasta and all that good shit sort of thing, and it was just turning the TV off because someone had just walked out of the room and left a fucking 10-year-old episode of You've Been Framed playing or some shit like that. And so I'm surprised that You've Been Framed still exists, with, you know, when YouTube's a thing and people can still pull out funny videos. I noticed some under under the table and it said, like, girls on it. And I'm like, well, oh, this is a girl, this is a naked lady calendar that, someone, that someone's left. I pulled it out. Can you guess what sort of naked lady calendar it was, Jim? And uh, what was it called? Bills, you say? What? I know it's a girl on it. It just said girls. Bills. Fucking. Yeah. I thought it's gonna say bills or gills, and I'm like, between the no, two, no, no. it's more likely to say bills because no, no, otherwise, no, no. you're gonna. My answer would have been some sort of fish woman. No, it's not fish woman, Jim. It's it's just, yeah. Just it, this has just randomly appeared, and it's not me that's made this appear. Do, do you want to? Do you want to know where it is? Yeah. So okay. Yeah. It was a 2006 bizarre girls calendar, Jim. Oh. <laughs> you know what man I've been looking into some ghost stories today as well just out of interest and it's nice to know that you, your former self is visiting you <laughs> he is he is when I would be asked it's like oh yeah so we'll put it in my van I'm kind of, do, you like, do you know about this I'm like yeah yeah it's been waiting for this back in the day and shit <laughs> fucking brilliant it's a yeah. sign it's a sign from God Something like that. The gods do not piss on me this day. <laughs> nice one. Nice one. Um, so this week I was meant to be doing the History of Roadrunner Part 2, but what te- keeps happening is, as, as I write it more, either more interesting threads or opportunities keep coming up, 
<laughs> so basically, um, I thought I'm going to put it on hold until I can and do it a little bit slower. So because I know I, I was saying my emphasis was to just get it out and then <clears> backfill everything with like appendices episodes. <clears> I'm still, I'm still going to do that. It's just that now it's got to a point where. I now need to sort of like identify what's going to be an appendices episode early doors because rabbit holes keep appearing around them. So I don't want right. to like, for example, beneath the remains by Sepultura is like one, which I'm like a bit of a finger in the air going, this could be its own episode. This could be its own like 20 minute sec- uh, section. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But there's like, there's a lot of information there, which is quite informative of like the mainline roadrunner story, but also it's quite interesting in its own right. So I need to make those kind of decisions. And there's quite a lot of, people i can reach out to and things like that um so in the interests of like you know it's still going to be shit terrible quality stuff mm. but in the interest of not splitting the deck too much and making it point um pointlessly confusing i'm kind of mm. just slowing down on it that's all mm. good good stuff, so, good stuff. But, but now i'm knocking it into next week it might get knocked into the week after that blah 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 yeah all right no worries mate yeah i'll let you know as progress happens I'll just keep us all updated. I'm sure everyone, I'm sure Eric and the rest of the Bless Eyeples are just, you know, there with bated breath, just waiting for it, you know. Oh, absolutely. You know what? On the YouTube analytics, I don't think anyone's watched it all the way through. I think the most anyone's got is six minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But doing these, like, little side stories and, like, doing the length of reading or the amount of reading that i'm doing on this has led me to uh, create a new award category for mm-hmm. annual award ceremony which is most obvious self-edited wikipedia article <laughs> nice I'll, I'll share that I when i get to it i was <laughs> not likely <laughs> but yeah oh yeah our listenership has increased 100 percent because um the host of uh, Meep Meep podcast, the other Roadrunner, I say the other Roadrunner podcast, the only Roadrunner podcast, which is actually a Roadrunner podcast. Yeah. Um, Ryan Rainbow um, has, has, has subscribed and is listening, so Eric needs to step up his fucking game. Holy shit. Holy motherfucker. But yeah, he's super awesome. We've been comparing notes and shit. All right. So you've actually got contacts now within the, uh, within the Roadrunner's in a proper proper deep belly of it all well it just it just turns out that we're both dealing with the same stuff except we're we're coming at it from we're saying we're telling the same same story about roadrunner but we're leaning in diet you know diametrically opposite directions and in doing so we're kind of covering so much ground so like if if someone in a year from now was to look back on this and go oh i want to learn about roadrunner if you listen to this podcast and if you listen to Meep Meep, you'd probably get it all completely covered. I mean, ours is a completely different kettle of fish. Ours is more like you're working from home and you've got a screen open and there's nothing on it. And you need yeah. some you need something on there for an hour. That's what ours is. But if you've actually got, you know, Meep Meep's an actual podcast with production value and deliberate, you know, um, diatribes and conversations, ours is like the amount of wasted words is, is paramount. <laughs> <laughs> so it's completely different vibes and completely different angles but i think together it, it with the, the two sort of like the two vehicles telling that story in parallel is quite it's it's interesting how they've both happened all right yeah, the yeah, way yeah. That they have. Okay. but yeah he's a super cool dude and it's been cool to share notes sweet sweet mm. absolutely um i've not got any updates on the um, channel for metal Ed. Boo. Rod Small was not emailed us back. Whoa. 
Um, let's continue with some news. Oh, cool. wait, I've got one for you, though. Go on. And it goes straight into news. Right, okay, right, so Metallica yes. have, have announced that they're going to do an acoustic pay-per-view live stream benefit concert. Yes, I saw this too. If I'm not mistaken, Raw, a live stream was on our bingo card. That was on Metallica bingo. I was just thinking this when it appeared, but I think looking at it, I think this is a yearly thing, so it's not a special. So does it count if it's a yearly thing or not? Right. This is what I was going to ask you. Is it a reach to say it, it takes it off? Because what I was thinking was, I was aware they did one before. They did oh, a benefit one before. I don't know if it's this one. Ah. Ah. It says uh, they've announced their annual Helping Hands Acoustic Concert and Auction. Okay, that's fine. Now, as a pay-per-view live stream event, so it's the first time they've done it as a live stream. So the way we phrased it is, there's going to be a bar-setting live stream gig. Yeah. Does this set the bar in any particular way? I think it does. I think it's... Yeah, I think yeah, this is well within the rules of Talica Bingo. <laughs> Tell me more. Why do you think it's? Why do you think this is different? Because mm. I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the same headspace, but I don't want to be kind of like I don't want to be reaching just so I can tick the box. I True. Think- but, mm, ah, the thing is, is it in support of the new album? No. Yeah. No. I I think it only counts if they play something from the new album. Um, we also made this this bingo card like in anticipation of a new album, right? Mm. So and I think we're way past Hardwired to Self-Destruct. So I don't think if they play something from that, it's now it's effectively a greatest hits fucking set. Mm. If they come okay, if they come out of the fucking gate on this live stream it says we've done this an acoustic gig but we're playing with new ideas here's what we're calling a new song for a laugh then we've ticked it yeah as soon as there's any new material then yeah 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 I'm happy with that cool I'm happy with that cool alright well, so I've gone back on what I said about 20 seconds ago about yeah 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 it definitely counts to go oh no maybe it don't it's when you think of the full context and, and the, the, the spirit of the bingo card, that's when you start, start questioning yourself. Yeah, the new yeah. new Metallica bingo card. Just not there, Metallica yeah. bingo. The Metallica album press cycle bingo. This will not form part of, hard, of Hardwired Self-Destruct. Yeah. Therefore, it can't be. Yeah. Yeah, all right, we'll all go right, with that. Well. Yeah, right. Anyway, you hit, me with, hit me with some of that fucking news. Um, good news for you, Jim, who has never, ever got Ramstein back in the studio. Didn't we say this the other week and we were like, oh, we don't care. No, no, this is what brought on me not caring, wasn't it? Well, I've just got, I've just got a definite thing saying back in the studio, but I think... Yeah, I think there was speculation last time. There was speculation, but it's now been confirmed, so your not caring has, uh, has been confirmed. Yeah, yeah. It could still not listen to Ramstein if you want to. <laughs> I've still got the list of um, recommended albums that I'm going to fly through at some point. I'm just not that just in a stupid order. It, this is the problem, like, because when you make any commitment to get into a new band and you say, I want to listen to some fucking new music, if the band itself doesn't, like, proper grab you by the balls in the first few listens, mm. it, the fire burns out pretty quickly for me. 
See, I was I was talking about this this weekend by saying like every time we put on Rebellion by Gravedigger, I always go, I really got to get into Gravedigger, but then I don't want to run the risk of like Rebellion being Gravedigger's standout song. That's the one I really like, and everything else just pales in comparison. So I'm like, mm. yeah, yeah, th- th- this is the issue, isn't it? Like I really want to be a good devil's advocate for your like um, five finger death punch hatred, but I, but. I can't do that properly unless I find something which I might yeah. actually be compelled by, which probably the, what happened, to be fair. They came on a random playlist the other day when I was driving, and I thought, what is this? And then it was confirmed there was Five Finger Death Punch, and it was like, everything I said is justified. <laughs> everything I said is justified. And every time I listen to them, everything I said is just justified. I, I, yeah, I do say this. I was watching um, Mosh Talks, Bees' um, stream, while I was doing some writing and that, and they were, put, they were putting on like new music this week. And um, a new Five Finger Death Punch song came on, and I was like, "This is like the most sort of middle of the road, unremarkable um, waveform sounds that are entering my ears right now." Yeah. Was it that one about having a bad day or something like that? Or... Isn't it all? Isn't it all that though? If it's not about if it's not about nine eleven, it's like about having a bad day. Yeah, no, but the, this song where it's like, the, do you remember that? You had a bad day. Remember that from way back when? This was like the slightly metal version of that, and it was just like, Ugh. oh no, this is like a, a new original thing. All oh, right, God knows, but Do you? I, this is here's a question for you. Do you rate the Bad Company cover they did? I do actually rate the Bad Company cover that they did. It's so, it's such a mirror image. It sounds just like if Bad Company was to write, have written that song and recorded it today under under modern sort of production circumstances that's what it would sound like so therefore i've managed to sort of like excuse myself from giving five finger death punch any credit yeah well <laughs> i excuse myself from giving credit to that by the fact that any band of that genre could have recorded it in the exact same style and i'd gone yeah. oh, it's a pretty good cover of bad company yeah true it's not like it's like them being special you know it's like it's not as if it was like you know corn have done a version of it where they've made it corn you know, whether they yeah, yeah. like floppy bass in it and Jonathan Davis doing his thing, you know, that'd be interesting to listen to and go, oh, that's Colin's cover of it, whereas you couldn't just say, what's that random new metal cover of fucking Bad Company? Oh, it happens to be by, by Five Finger Death Punch or Drowning Pool. It won't matter, would it? It's a bit <laughs> so there, Ramstein. Ramstein are back. Ramstein are back and we've the Five Finger Death Punch hatred continues. Yeah, it bleeds through everything, though, doesn't it? Yeah, of course it does. Of course it bloody does. On, on a happy note, Trivium of uh, are doing another live stream gig, except it's not a paid for one. It's Deepest Cuts 2. Very nice. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm interested in this because um, I've been saying fucking ages I want to hear him play Washing Away uh, Me and the Tides, which is, yeah. uh, it was a bonus uh, track on Ascendancy yeah. when that when they released like a UK, you know, bonus edition of that album. And it's, yeah. it's a great song and it's made the set list, so I'm happy. Nothing yeah. else is relevant to this. The- <laughs> It's just Jim's got a Trivium song. Jim gets his Trivium song that he wants to hear. It'd be good to see what they do as well, because last time it was literally like a webcam in the corner. Yeah. Um, hopefully now they might be able to innovate on that and see what this kind of, you know, it's, because these streaming gigs, I know we've been talking about them in, in a kind of like sort of cursory manner, like, oh, this is interesting. It's going to be, mm. it's going to be the thing for the next few years, isn't it? So mm. it's the new live album. It's the new live album. Yeah, possibly, possibly. Oh, yeah. So if if Trudy was saying, well, here's your production value version with 
the one they did when the fuck it was July, I think it was, a liar, a distant mirror. Um, mm. That's that's your that's your production value one that you pay for, and then this is what a free one can get you. Any innovation and movement in that space, I'm willing to watch. That sounds like a laugh. Possibly, yeah. Like we've talked about before, the prospect of live streaming live gigs so everyone who wants to be there can be there, whereas people who want to watch a gig actually happening from the living room can't watch a gig from the living room. That's how they used to do festivals, isn't it? Remember when Download and loads of others, they used to stream the the pro shot footage as it was happening. Yeah. But yeah, let's do that, but it's more going to be widely accessible now, I think, isn't it? And people are going to be more up for it. Yeah, I think so. It's mm. just another, it's, I, don't, I don't know, let's see how it all pans out. It could just be another way that, how it impacts our, the way that we spend our time. Yeah. You're making time for a live streaming gig, it's quite an interesting, it, it's, it's, yeah. it's not compelling anyway, but you still do it, or I've still done it, or you've still done it. Yeah, true. Well, I for one, uh, I'm look, uh, so looking forward to getting back involved in mosh pits. I'm 32. I usually stay out of them now, but now I'm just gonna be like, well, I haven't had this for ages. I'm diving in. Fuck y'all. I never, I never stay out of the fucking pit. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an idiot. Yeah. One, yeah. They, all it takes is one broken bone, though, for me, Ryan. I'll be like, oh, I'm too old for this shit. Oh, I'm too old for this. I remember yeah. when um. Fucking, I went to see ACDC like 10 years ago with like classic line of a download and all that shit. And we were stood fairly, uh, quite far back, me and my mate Felix. And mm-hmm. we were just having a few beers. We're like, we're not going to get stuck in because we want to, we, we just paid for the day. We just want to serve to um, sod straight yeah. off afterwards and all that shit. Um, but when it all kicked off, we immediately saw like, the crowd sort of buckle in certain areas. It was coming right towards us. You know, like um, in Mandalorian, when the fucking ATS-ST comes through the fucking forest. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. it was like, I was like, what the fuck's going on here? And it was just like, <laughs> just a fat, bald American bloke going, I'm 40 years old, man. I can't handle that shit. He was having a laugh about it. I'm 40 years old. I have no chance. In. And he was like, you know, you poor son. If I'm 40 and I can't be in the pit, that's a sad, sorry state of affairs. Uh. And then there was Slayer where it was every single bloody John that was 60 going, well, it's the last time I'm going to get to do this and just mm. cracking people in the fucking face. <laughs> glorious evening. Oh, what an evening, man. What an evening. Get, hit me with some more news. I've got some really good news for you, but I wonder if you've got to it before I have. Um, Probably not because I'm a bit thin on the ground, but you know what features have been missing for a, uh, for a week or two? Go on. Dave's hilarious band name of the week. Oh, go on then. So, Raw's hilarious band name of the week this week is Blood Soaked Necrovoid. <laughs> Why does that sound like a video game? I have no idea because they're from Costa Rica. They're a Death Doom, Death Doom duo. Blah, blah. And um, yeah, they've got two new tunes out. And um, I haven't heard a thing by him as per, I just like the name. So there we go. Blood soaked necrovoid. It's just two dudes, isn't it? Yeah, it's just two dudes. Blood soaked necrovoid. Just two dudes. I'm going to look at the discography now. So their full length album that came out this year is called Expelled into the Unknown Depths of the Unfathomable. (laughs) (laughs) That's quite a cool cover as well. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, that's happening. I love that. Yeah, sweet. Oh, it's coming out on November 6th. Awesome. That's why. So that's when the full length is coming out. <laughs> do, you want some, do you want some fucking song titles? Yeah, go on. Dispossessed in an asphyxiating endless darkness. 
perverted astral intoxication for a death incarnation, viciously consumed by the unfolding unknown. <laughs> They're all at least five words long. Love it. Love it. Traversing the threshold of a treacherous, depraved Ooh. absolute. <laughs> Jim, that's just that's just reminded me. Yeah, go for it. That's just reminded me of a topic. Um, or, or have we done this one already? The the band names, whereas the more words a band name has, the crapper the band is. No. Right, we're doing that. I can I can I can go all day on that one. Well, you're going to be borrowing a lot from emo, aren't you? Yeah, but that proves my point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> That's what. Oh, dude, I, I think for like Halloween, uh, for near to Halloween, we should like dig up a load of like musician metalhead um, ghost stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, because I remember um, like Dio said he saw a UFO and shit. Yeah, yeah. And we're gonna dig all that stuff up and we'll like script it and shit. It'll be great. Cool, cool. All right, we'll do that. We'll talk about that. Right, news right. from you. Okay, Jason Hook, yeah? You know Jason Hook. Do I? He's the guitarist for Five Finger Death Punch. Oh, God. He's split with the band and he's been issued a gag order. Right. So but before the sock entered his mouth, I'm pretty sure I heard him say, oh, Rodden from Temple of Blair was making fun of me. <laughs> this this is this means that my uh, subversion and campaign of ungentlemanly warfare has worked. Then that's it, that's it. Yeah, so he's left. So I don't know. It's it's quite it's quite fun how you you start your campaign of fucking hatred against piping and death punch, and within about three weeks the guitarist leaves. It's another yeah. sign. It's another sign. Yeah, it's another sign that Rory's right. It's just, just Rory's right, and people oh, catching on. Complete- I forgot to fucking tell you. Go on. Warbringer have not returned your challenge. Ooh. So, Ooh. Dude, that's one to raw, nil to Warbringer. Yes. Oh, one to raw, nil to war. <laughs> that's what I'm picturing it anyway. I think yeah. I just I just sent it to him saying, identify this tank, do not Google, and left it at that. <laughs> we are trusting them with their honour yeah and they're, they're not picking it up man anyway Five Finger Death Punch they're a guitarist down and he can't talk about it, <laughs> it sounds convenient stupid what what has the world come to when a guitarist can't leave a band and go they're all and then just go on you know my favourite thing about this um, is I've seen it across a number of different websites um and there's a picture of the guitarist, but the only other picture that's available in the article is a screen grab of the Spotify, Spotify um, thumbnail for the Kick-Ass Metal playlist, which features a picture of Five Finger Death. It's like no one could have been... Like, they already had Spotify open, and they couldn't be asked to find a picture of them all together. <laughs> but but doesn't this prove what I say sort of thing, you know? The, what, who are the people that describe a metal playlist as kick-ass metal? It, it's 14-year-olds and 60-year-olds that just put, and then put Five Finger Death Punch on it. It proves my point. Um, I'm going to hit you with a, an aside here. So isn't it worthwhile Five Finger Death Punch existing if it gets more 14-year-olds into metal wholesale? <sighs> or are you like sat on your knees going, not like this, not like this? Yes and no, because everyone's got to have the gateway 
band, but there are far better bands out there to get in that you can stumble across first. Uh, I can't deny that approach. However, I, it doesn't preclude Five Finger Death Punch's exi- existence. Yeah. It doesn't preclude their. It doesn't preclude the good they do by bringing more more kids into metal. True, because it'll be like the effect of when. All right, all right. If if something happens like this, when I went to see Corn because I was well into Corn and In Flames were supporting them, and it was like the second time I'd seen In Flames. I went, hmm. I want to. I just remember thinking, I want to be into more of that. I watched Corn live and was a bit like. Eh, and then went home and just got hold of a load of In Flames and other sort of like Gothenburg melodic death metal stuff, and then it's gone from there. So, yeah, yeah. I, I my my argument, my argument could go into the ground though, couldn't it? I could go all the way down to the um, the band that plays the fucking working men's club every Thursday night, or the uh, the comics that kill it at the store every Monday night. It's um, <laughs> yeah. It, Isn't the band that plays the working men's club every night Dropkick Murphys, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just like they're just like you and me. They take the bus to work and shit. They're just part. They're just they're part of the people. We take the bus to work and shit. <laughs> that is literally a better Jockey Murphy song than anything they put out in the last three years. <laughs> We're working on a bus. <laughs> but it, it's my point is like if if. Five Finger Death Punch would justify their existence by getting 14-year-olds into metal. Yeah. If that's a valid argument, then can I go all the way down and go, all right, well, you can say that about any fucking band. (sighs) You kind of can, so where's the line? You kind of can, but... You know what? I think, from my perception of Five Finger Death Punch, they're they're a gateway band to metal, great, but they're also a gateway band to other shitty things. They are. They are. Well... It's like people say about booze, isn't it? You know, you start you start drinking and people go, oh, it's just a gateway to weed and drugs. And it can be a gateway to weed and drugs, but then it can also be a gateway to fine scotch and expensive rum. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. <laughs> or deepers. <laughs> and porters. I've got really into porters recently. What's your favourite porter? Um, I, I don't know. I was just drinking a lot when it was an holiday and going, oh, that's like a fruity but bitter taste sensation in me. God, I'll have another three of them. Mercy, mercy, mercy. Yep. I've taken to freezing a tankard. <laughs> every, night I've, every night after I've eaten, I just rinse it under some water and I put it in the freezer and I give it like 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And then I go outside to my outside fridge I've not actually got a fridge outside. It's just cold where I am, and I've got a crate that just sits outside my back door. <laughs> Grab a beer and have it in the frozen tankard. Sounds good, mate. Sounds That's good. I might even refill it in a bit. Living the dream, mate. Living yeah. the dream. So anyway, Five Finger Death Punch are one man down. How good. do you feel? Good. Ecstatic. <laughs> there should be however many down, five, six, whatever. There should be minus members. Are there five people in Five Finger Death Punch? I don't know, Jim. I haven't been asked to count. According to the Spotify picture, there's five of them. Yeah, well, the fucking four-person shit punch now out there, so that's good. <laughs> right. Okay. Do you want to give? Have you got any more news for me? Or am I going to be taking everything from here? 
Um, you, I you, I think you can take everything from here because there's no. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I've got seven. Jesus. Yeah, man. Got half an hour. Well, we've got less than half an hour to get through all these. I know. Okay, so a, a lot of it's like my kind of shit. You yeah. know, like a, a test pressing of the of right. Uh, fuck's sake, I'll try that again. Right, so a test pressing of Ride the Lightning, um, like a, a, a test vinyl, so like a yeah. pre-release vinyl, sold for five thousand dollar dues. Jesus, that's a lot, that isn't it? That's a lot, but I thought it'd go for more. A test pressing, yeah, because there's there's the niche that it's a test pressing, and then there's the the, the fact that that'll be finite, very yeah. finite, extremely finite. Uh, similarly, Mayhem's first EP went in the same month. Yeah. Uh, how much for? Let me have a look. Let me have a look. There with me. Calm down, rock. Calm fucking down. I'm finding it for you. <laughs> uh, I've lost it. What the fuck is it? So whatever their first EP is, they were Death Crush. That went for 2,371. But that's like, that was limited to 1,000. So like finding one of those it must be a fucking, like finding a unicorn. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Old school black metal original merch and shit. It's always bloody... Yeah, that. Yeah, so there's another uh, copy of the Ride the Lightning test pressing for sale for $7,000. But guess what? It's from Russia, so Uh, no one's going to bother with that. (laughs) No, there'll be some fucking... There'll be one of the guys on that fucking... Oh, God. No, yeah, it was that gig where it was like Talica and Pantera in 91, where it was like the first yeah, metal festival in Russia, and it was just everyone kicking their shit out of each other and security. Mm. Mm. And security was just all still Soviet army members, just with billy clubs, just twatting anyone in the face that moved. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, if, I, if someone offered me one from Russia, I'd be like, I can't verify this. Mm. Yeah, I'm not giving you 7K. I'm not giving you seven k, and I've stopped squatting on my car. <laughs> Put out that fag. Blin, suka bliat. All right, so Mastodon, yeah. Yeah. Two stories kind of happened within days of each other. First one saying they're all skin and they're all on the dole. <laughs> like literally that, they're all taking unemployment. Mastodon. <laughs> 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 that's great um, and then another story uh, pretty much a day later saying they're doing a new album from their own recording studio which has been newly built so <laughs> when you put those two pieces of information together you go right well who's not been paying their fucking tax <laughs> because someone's paid for that new studio haven't they mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah master doll is so that's that. Yeah. Any comments? Any revelations on your part? Um, I don't know. Mastodon are one of them where I love Leviathan. That album is fucking brilliant. That's one of them where it's like, you know, them albums where people... I, I always give that as an example where people are like, oh, metal's stupid. I'm kind of like, what genre of music do you listen to? Oh, listen to dance or pop. Cool, name me a pop artist that's done a fucking concept album on the story of Moby Dick. None, you can't shut the fuck up. I don't uh, really get into concept. I don't have the attention span for concept albums. Not that concept albums are bad, like Leviathan is shit up, but I don't see it on its merits of a, as a concept album. 
No, I just see it on his, like Seven Sons of a Seven Sons a concept album, but I keep having to remind myself that it is a concept yeah. album. Yeah, you but it's just when it's like my it's my intelligent, you know, my thing that I always pull out of my back pocket and go, all four members of this band have read and sort of like grasped the concept of the novel Moby Dick and now they've put it to music. Can your band do that? No, now shut up. Take your arcade fire t-shirt and shove it over your ass. Exactly. Take yeah. your Chris bloody what's his face out of Coldplay, whinging on about something and piss off. I have a I have a big sort of like high concept theory that involves Coldplay, um, and it's like the dynamic between spectacle and actual music and how that plays out. So you yeah. got Tenacious D, a Tenacious D, they go on about how they're the best band in the world, and they've got yeah. these pretty cool songs, and they're the greatest band, and they've been sent from fucking God and Satan himself. To yeah. deliver the rock to you, and then when you go see them live, it's just two overweight middle-aged men with guitars, and it's like the spectacle's been completely crushed, but the music stands up. Yeah, even, even just that. with the two of them, even just with the two of them, the the energy's there. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Coldplay is all about spectacle with no substance. Yeah, and that's why when you see Coldplay live or see any live footage, it's just oh look at this as a laser show. Oh look, some prick has got some fucking his chalks piece into his guitar, and everyone goes fucking ape shit because they're not a substance. They're not character. They haven't, they haven't got any yeah. substance, raw. They haven't got any substance. Yeah, no. I mean, one... granted that, that I can give you this right. That first album that Coldplay came out with is like it's a pretty decent sort of pop rock album mm. on pop rock mer- uh, merits, but everything after that has just been like. It's almost. I, I, this is the thing because Foo Fighters are nearly there. Mm. They're nearly mm. there. They're nearly to the point where the spectacle of Foo Fighters is now outweighing the substance of the music. And that's why you go and see Foo Fighters and it's like, all right, okay, have a long, please. Yeah. No, cause I, I know someone who went to see Coldplay and she was saying, oh, yeah, we all went in and we all got given these glowing wristbands and then everyone waved them all at the same time. And I'm kind of like, yeah, but can the guitarist shred? It's not that, about the shredding. They had to be. They had to be given their own prop to take take part. Yeah, true. What the fuck's that about? Well, it's it's one of them where it's like you know at the time when you could do it's kind of like I will take you into the middle of any city in the UK to a metal night and I will show you a more talented band that's got a better atmosphere than fucking Coldplay. That's that's the point. I mean, like, do you, can you imagine going to see Maiden and then at the fucking door, the guy gives stamps a ticket says, oh, by the way, there's this song called Fear of the Dark. And when Yannick starts his solo, make sure you go, It just wouldn't fucking work. They just had this sheet that just says, whoa, 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 no. And with notation, it goes, right, you, you need to learn this before the like last song. And this is what you need to do. <laughs> but how inefficient is that, though? Spending money on a bunch of fucking glow sticks for... You're, ba- you're spending glow sticks so the audience can do what you want them to do at your show. Yeah. What the fuck is that about? Anyway, but inter- interesting aside, so when I've been collecting all my Star Wars um, signatures and stuff, yeah. um, I-, I met the guy who plays Gold Leader in um, uh, the first one. Yeah. And I was wearing a Motorhead shirt. I yeah. can't remember, the- his name's Dutch something. Or yeah. It might be Ang- Angus McKins, I think that's his name. Angus Dutch McKins or something like that. And it's, an, some, it's something badass like that. And um, yeah. he literally, I didn't even get up to him and he just went, ah, oh, my daughter wanted to do lights for them, but she got fucking paid more by Motorhead. And I was like, this is a story. <laughs> and that is, that is pretty much the story. His, his daughter is just a lighting engineer and ended up working for Coldplay when she wanted to work for Motorhead. <laughs> and it's like that bloodline from Gold Leader. <laughs> <laughs> Genius, genius. Anyway, next next bit of news. This one's this one's 
for the dads. It's for the dads. Bit of yeah. for the dads. Alice Cooper is doing a charity scary story reading. <laughs> He's so in the I think it's I haven't read all of this. I don't fully understand it. But I think yeah. what the crack is is effectively you're booking a ticket to a live scary story reading. Right. And all the money goes to North Star Reach, which in it, which is a therapeutic camp for children with chronic illnesses. Oh, that's so cool. It is very cool. It's very on brand for Alice Cooper as well. It's yeah. a scary story. But um, I think for us it's no good because it'll be like at midnight, so I can't get my little one to go see how to go to her first Alice Cooper gig. Uh, Jim, wake her up. <laughs> Could do, yeah. <laughs> Give you know, oddly down. enough. Oddly enough, we do consider Alice Cooper to be uh, the little one's first gig anyway because she was in the womb at the time when we went to see him at um, Lee's Arena. Oh, right, you went to see him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's a good one. I quite like that one. Alice Cooper doing a scary story. Yeah. Um, That is is on brand for Cooper, yeah. Um, Instead of the... Look, the plan at the start of this year was for me and a mate of mine to do a sort of a couple's costumes. He was going to go as a Loki from God of War, and I was going to go as a Kratos from God of War. But um, I've still got my beer belly, and Halloween's been cancelled, so that's not happening. <laughs> I, I had a thought for next year. I thought we could do this at Bloodstock. I might go as Duffman. I've been watching The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, man. All right, uh, Matt Hafey again. Right, this is this is no, this is a different thing. This is like he, he's from what I can gather, he's now got a solo career mm. in the capacity in which he did a song from Vikings. Yeah, you've, you've seen Vikings, haven't you? Yeah, I can't remember what the song's called, but don't you worry about it. It's not relevant. Is it the so, intro song? No, it's not that. It's something like, oh, fucking hell, you're going to make me look for it, aren't you? So it's going to be a Waldronner song then, is it? Or is it Dan Hines? Oh, fucking no. What's it called? Where are you, you bastard? Uh, my mother told me. Right. So the thing is, right, so he's done this. Is that this. from Sons of Anarchy? No, it's from, it's, my mother told me, it's certainly from Vikings. Right. Um, now, so he's done this. He's also done Toss a Coin to Your Witcher. Yeah. Um, from what I understand, he's signed to Roadrunner in his capacity as a solo artist. Yeah. But he does this kind of shit on his streams all the time. So why are they taking these two things from TV shows and then making those come under the Roadrunner banner? This isn't, this isn't a Roadrunner thing, by the way. This is purely like label thing. I, Jim, I think just going to say, mate, you, you might have to ask your fucking Roadrunner contacts about all this. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like all my Roadrunner information is from ex Roadrunner employees. <laughs> it turns out I, <laughs> I wouldn't dare. Ask, I wouldn't dare ask anyone from current Roadrunner to divulge in this conflict of interest, right? Um, but it, it, it's interesting because, like, he does all this stuff on Twitch, yeah. And then over the summer, there was this massive fucking crackdown on, from Twitch on people playing music, right? There was mm. a huge controversy over the summer. Like, oh, man, musicians can't do cover songs now because they're all effectively licensed out by the labels, which all makes sense from a copyright perspective, all that good shit. But this is yeah. the thing. I didn't see anyone, any music person that I followed and still follow and still watch, none of them been taken down. None of them have had any blockers against them or anything like that. Yeah. Right? 
So why has who's got the leverage here? Has Hafey gone back to the label and gone, yeah, we're playing Trivium songs, which you own the copyright to. However, look, let me just sign to you as a solo artist, and then I'll just fucking chuck you a song every so often. Okay. I don't know. I, the, di- the, I just, the thing is, the, the main thing is, I just don't understand the dynamic between what the labels want from the Twitch artists and why Hafey's decided he's going to start his, do his own thing within uh, the structure of labels, Spotify, streaming, and things like that, when he's already doing that thing in his Twitch. Yeah, so it it might be one of them where he's like, you know, is is just being like a contractor. So one day he could be working for you know Matt Heafy Incorporated, and then the next day he's working for Roadrunner. So he's just doing his thing just for different people. And it's like yeah, you know, wherever is yeah. It might be that because like the way the Roadrunner contract tends to work is is as we'll go into. <laughs> uh, is it's like yeah, a 360 deal so everything that Matt Heafy does is effectively owned by Roadrunner in term, if it comes under trivia it comes under Roadrunner therefore when Matt Heafy <clears throat> does all like the covers and all the songs and stuff in his stream technically if the world works as it's meant to work mm. he's effectively licensing that from Roadrunner and any money he makes from Twitch I don't know how it'll be split down anything that comes as a direct result of those songs should be going to Roadrunner or should a, a, a portion of or whatever it's whatever it is yeah. And this is the kind of shit he does on the Twitch stream. These two mm. songs, like Tosca Onto Your Witcher and My Mother Told Me. Mm. So why? I just don't understand. I don't understand. And, and this is me looking into things that don't matter, obviously. But I, to me, I find it quite compelling. And I just don't... Because we're meant to understand, especially, like, if you think... If you track this back to, like, the fucking Napster days, it's like, well, how are we going to reconcile downloading a new technology of music? And you think mm. you've got it with Spotify, and you think you've got it with Twitch. And then a load mm. of fucking, like, spanners get thrown into the works with people making copyright claims and things like that. And then you've got this guy that sits on the fence between the two worlds. Mm. And you think the answer's right in front of you. And you think, all right, if anyone understands this to an extent which is remotely relatable, it's got to be Matt Heavy. Because he does both. Yeah, and why don't you use your talent of like just approaching singers and getting your answers questioned to like ask Matt Heafy what his business model is? <laughs> I might do that. You know, I was I, I was gonna do a, a whole treat, treat him like that cocktail waitress. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jaeger girl. She's not the cocktail waitress. Well, she, she's I, a Jaeger girl. I mean, is this is another interesting aside. I was gonna do like a, a hawker listening party. Where I just, me and you would just go on Twitch, we'd just get shit faced and we'd listen to all these Hawker records because it was a small imprint. It only lasted a year, so there's a finite number of songs. It's pretty good. Um, And then I was sort of told, oh no, you'll get copyright struck. And I didn't believe him, but I thought, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll I'll send an email to see if I can license the songs for one stream just to see what the process is. So I went went down the rabbit hole of Roadrunners owned by Universal. Universal have a, a licensing arm called Rhino. So Rhino Entertainment, so I, I went down the rabbit hole and went, I emailed Rhino Entertainment and they just came back and said, yeah, that's not us, but have 10% off our shop. <laughs> <laughs> but I truly believe that the Hawker stuff is so like out there in the fucking weeds that no one knows who owns it. As in like Roadrunner don't know who own it. Or they don't know they own it and Universal don't know they own it. So, and it's all hardcore bands as well, and isn't their entire ethos DIY tape share, do what you want sort of thing? Um, not if you sign to a Roadrunner imprint. <laughs> <laughs> they own everything. That's the idea. Right. <laughs> anyway, Death Angel have come out with a new EP. Yes. Uh, it's got a cover of Under, Co- Under Pressure. 
Yes, I just saw this now. It's all right. It's pretty. Yeah. Good. It's chill. It's they've got chill. a new song. On, it's, yeah, they've got a new song on there as well, which sounds kind of like it's another acoustic song because this entire yeah. EP is like an acoustic EP. Oh, um, that's interesting for Death Angel, isn't it? Yeah, well, you do what you can in, in weird times like these, don't you? So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's clearly like a collectible for the your Death Angel fans because there's a, there's two songs which are like re-recorded as acoustic ones. There's yeah. the Under Pressure one, which I guess is just like a sign of the times kind of call out, and then the new song kind of sounds to me. It's to me it sounds. This is my point of reference. It's like early two thousands Corona sort of conformity, kind of just that kind of chill vibe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you yeah. heard um, Killer Be Killed? No. Yeah, I've right. heard of them, but I haven't heard them actually. Right. So you want to listen to um, Dream Gone Bad? I'll send you the link to it because it's fucking great. So right. the supergroup comprises uh, Matt Cavallero. Yeah, uh, Troy Sanders from Mastodon. So they, that, there you go. Troy Sanders making fucking. Oh, yeah, Troy Sanders ending a bother two on this on his fucking goal. We'll have to double him for that, won't we? Yeah, yeah. Fucking someone called IRS. And say, Troy Sanders. Yeah, uh, Greg uh, Pusciato. I probably mispronounced that from the Dillinger Escape Plan and Ben Collar from Converge. So it's oh. a very eclectic mix of like we're going from thrash to psychedelic sort of trippy fucking metal straight to hardcore and metalcore. It's crazy, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's shit up. Yeah. It's, it's the best thing I've heard all year. I think. Ooh, that is a bold, bold claim. Although maybe not since no one's heard much this year after. So. That's it. So yeah. Interesting. Um, and last one from me, hell ripper. Listen, just listen to hell ripper. Done. Yeah. On the so name it's, done. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's black and roll. It's one Scottish guy from Glasgow, and it's just like, it's just shit art. Just Don't. high energy, high evil. It's kind Don't. of almost, it's almost party black metal. Party black metal, fucking down for it. Kind of, um, yeah. Right, I'm going to propose something. Seems I've only got like 10, 15 minutes left. I propose we roll over the topic until next week so we can divert proper attention to it. Um, If you want, yeah. Yeah. It's we'll worth mentioning. Well, no, we'll mention it next week because we've got to give a shout-out to the person who was responsible for telling us. Yes. So, yeah. I found another news item, which is more of a which is more of a com- comedic lead-in to the news item, and then we right. could have a chat about what the fuck we've been doing. Now, Jim, cast your mind back to the glory days of Vacan, yeah? Mm-hmm. Do, do, you remember, do you remember that Vacan where I really was pissed and I couldn't find a portal loose, so I had a shit up against a tree. Yep. Who could and forget? Remember, hmm? Who could forget? Who could forget? And do you remember there was those three long-haired, no, four South American long-haired dudes that wandered by and sort of were a bit, what the fuck's he doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and do you remember how we were pretty damn sure it was a band called Torture Squad? Yes, with Brazilian yeah, well, Dio. Yes, the Brazilian Dio. They're recording a new album. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give Torture Squad a Google now just so I can have a look at him and see if he still looks like um, Brazilian Dia yeah I forgot about yeah. Brazilian Dia <laughs> yeah because we're walking around with the Brazilian flag I'm like wait a minute that's got to be fucking Torture Squad there can't be any other Brazilians in yeah, Germany from Sao Paulo from, <laughs> from Sao Paulo <laughs> ah you're such a knobhead I was. I was. I got better-ish. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. I need to do uh, whack up. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm getting kind of concerned now. I don't think Bloodstock's going to happen next year, the way shit's going. <sighs> nah, it will. It will. 
It oh, will. Well. It will. Trust me, it will. Everything's going back to normal next year. It will. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, all right then. What the fuck have you been playing at, you prick? Right. I've um. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is this is a this is a bit of a rabbit hole. So I'm I'm still on my Lindy binge, as in watching Lindy Beige videos quite a lot. Okay, so two things two things have come from this. Number one, is... hang on, explain explain what this is. Oh, so Lind- don't know. Lind- the when I sent you that um. I know what it fucking is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just trying to frame it. So, Lindy Beige is a YouTuber who um, is basically like the history professor you all wanted. He's just a massive English eccentric who waffles on about stuff, but he's he's on it. And it's accessible, but really detailed and interesting history. So, yeah, check him out. Um, So, on the Lindy Binge, I started watching his videos about um, ancient Roman battles. And then I got onto a video about the actual organisation of the Roman army in the Republic period. So where they only had Velites who were the skirmishers, Hastati the light infantry, Principes who were the heavy infantry, and the Triarii who were the spearmen, and the limited amount of cavalry. So what I did with this information is I am now playing a historically accurate campaign of Rome Total War. <laughs> where I only use those units to set up how the Romans would do it, and I can't use archers or anything else. See, this is the kind of shit that would be valuable if you were recording it. Yes, this is very true, yes, because I've... um, Interestingly, I've got so used to playing War on a Total War where you use the Wasad keys to move uh, the map around, whereas Rome uses the arrow keys. Guess what the W key is on on Rome Total War? Skip turn. No, it's withdraw. So when you're in the middle oh, of a no. fight and you're trying to move the camera forward, you press W, you know what happens, and you just hear some guys going, retreat! And you're like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> 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 So, yeah. That... <laughs> Is that just the sound of familiar? You know, being Ratatouille, where he, um, he, eats, um, he eats a bit of the Ratatouille and then he gets cast back to his, like, childhood. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing about Ron Total War is uh, there's another YouTube guy who uh, plays a lot of Ron Total War called Many a True Nerd, and he always um, he always goes on about voice crack announcer because it's that guy who goes the day is ours. <laughs> I think our friendship's been built on medieval uh, two fucking quotes as well, <laughs> medieval two announcers. Do it for your pocked mum. <laughs> yeah, there's Jeez. that. But um, the Lindy Binge has also taken me on to his. Um, he's involved in a war with other historical YouTubers about the correct pronunciation of. Um, me- well, the the last video I watched is it's pronounced machicolations, which is the holes in a castle's turret that you can drop rocks through. Uh, Lindy Binge thinks they're called machicolations. And then there's um, Shadowversity who thinks they are meant to be called Mashikalations because he's from Straya. Jesus. Yeah, so that's is the... Is that like the most controversial thing? That is... It's it's a war, mate. It's, it's, going, it's kicking off. There's there's response videos all over the fucking shop, mate. The, the world of no. historical YouTube is fucking... Lines are being drawn, mate. You know what, mate? This sounds like a job for Warbringer, but they probably wouldn't respond. They probably, probably wouldn't respond at all, probably... yeah. Probably going retreat, retreat. 
<laughs> the, the Germans always made me laugh. Chase him down like a goat. Goats make good eating. <laughs> well, my favorite one is um, Call of Duty World at War. Um, the German, well, all, all sudden you can have a flamethrower, but you can also send attack dogs. So yeah. you were often um, exposed to the sight of like losing a fight while watching yeah. a guy torture dog. <laughs> he just says, oh, we are fleeing the field. The field will be very displeased. There's just dog on fire running around. It's crazy. <laughs> awesome. So what, what, what the fuck have you been playing at then? I've been watching um, Hunters. Oh, yeah. The uh, yeah. Amazon Primo um, yeah. series. Quite good. We'd, if, if we and you like, so like, with wise enough when, I was, when we were 16, this is the show we'd write. It's that mm. good. Yep. It's proper on point. But yep. no, I've been building a squat rack. I've been watching Hunters. There's nothing really... Hunters, you know what it's about, don't you? It's just fucking yeah. Nazi Hunters Nazi in, the, it, yeah. in the 70s. Um, no, not much else. To be honest, I've just been like stressing about getting some weights for this fucking squat rack before I, I start... Like, before, yeah, before I start having to deload more and stuff like that. It's just like, which is like proper first world problem and shit, but... Yeah, well, maybe maybe you should look to um, like the African dudes and how they do it, where they're in the middle of nowhere and it's just car engines and crap. Oh, I've seen that. Ben sent yeah. me a picture. Just, yeah. <laughs> doing doing deadlifts with cogs. Yeah, doing deadlifts <laughs> with cogs and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think their squat rack has literally been done out of post crete. Yeah. Or something something fucking insane like that. Yeah, probably was. That's, that's it. I was I actually thought in the back of my mind, this looks like a Fear Factory video. Hogs <laughs> 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 and industrial get... equipment kicking about. Yeah, yeah, you could just get bits of scaffolding and fucking lash them together because most gym squat racks are really, really wobbly. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of. Um, I'm still trying to do the. I need to buy a um, a miter saw. I was trying yeah. to do the airframe the other day, but you just can't do a, a good sort of like a good clean cut with a handsaw you just can't no. you can you can no. anything else it's all right but when you're trying to do like an a-frame and it's like well it needs to be roughly yeah. 45 degrees and the entire face of that piece of wood has to sit on the other bit supporting it's like yeah. it's just in, in, in fucking possible so i need to buy a miter saw and do that properly. yeah i i realized this when i was making some saw horses that um doing a 45 degree angle it seems so simple on paper and then you start sawing it and no it goes wrong it was very very luckily i was just using some shit scrap wood i wasn't like i didn't buy any wood but i need to get a miter saw and do that and then yeah that's a, to be honest i think the airframe is merely a courtesy i don't even think it needs it um, it's good to have yeah. it. Good, good to have it. Good to have it. I need good to finish to off the safety. The safety of the minute. If I if I had to rely on the safety, it would just fucking collapse. I need to get like another bar under it or something. Yeah, man, definitely. No, we've gone into different podcast territory now. Yep, yep. So it wrap, is, it's not even made of metal. The, boo. <laughs> well, anyway, wrap wrap this shit up. What were you going to say about? I oh, know it was. Yeah, we, we're doing the topic next week at the request of Eric, the number one bliss idol. Yep. 50% of our audience requests it. Yeah. Is, is, can, can, can we make him some sort of like a priest of the temple, like a, a, a bleship or something? Um, I think like, he has to go through the three trials before he's anointed a child of the temple. <laughs> three trials. All I think of now is just, is just four lions, so we have, to, we have to make him put a bean up his nob. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know what? I think he's going to come knocking on my door at three in the morning and I'll be, be like, Jim, Jim, I found him, I found him. And I'll look down, it'll be the secret shelf or metal head gagged and bound. <laughs> gagged and bound with his face bleed. You have, you have passed the first trial. Welcome to the first chamber of Blair. <laughs> it might be like um, Barney from Peep Show when he's trying to join the Superhands and Jeremy's band. <laughs> yeah. Now you must go to the shop and get us a Twix. <laughs> we could do it. We could like haze him like a biker gang or something, couldn't we? Yeah. We could Make him do a it. Temple of Blood Prospect and you know just throw beer at him and kick him downstairs. I don't, I'm, I'm not sure if he listens this far into an episode. You know, I don't know if he just zones out and turns it off after about five <laughs> minutes. Uh, well, we have just finished the news, really. So people usually zone out after the news, don't they? Right. Yeah, should we wrap this shit up then? Wrap this shit up, Matt. Wrap this shit up. Um, where can you find us? I guess you can find us on Temple of Blair on Twitter, uh, B L E H. And I'm at Robert Jet, which spelt like Boba Fett. And Raw's on Jack Shit. Raw's on Jack Shit. We're also on YouTube. We're also on YouTube. We've got like a mystery subscriber who I don't think is Ryan Rainbow. And it isn't you, oh, me, or Eric. It's, a, it's someone who's actually a subscriber. It's probably a bot. It's probably a bot who just doesn't. Probably a, bot. A, probably a bot who hasn't done it properly and hasn't just like who hasn't got a profile picture of like a, a ten out of ten Slavic woman, and I haven't got a PM um, or a DM or whatever you want to call it yet saying hi baby or whatever it usually is. Hi so baby. It's <laughs> so it's so from all accounts it's a pretty shit bot. Whoever yeah, that person not, is, if you are a bot, thank you. Thank you for subbing. <laughs> If you are Skynet, cheers, but sorry, shit out. <laughs> but yeah, um, same time next week, I reckon. Yep, yep, we can do it next week, yep. Sweet. Oh yeah, next week um, might be a little bit later, if you recall yeah. me mentioning last, uh, last time. Yes, alright, yeah, we'll sort that out, no worries. Alright, alright. Oh, Good Good